0: Hello, you're listening to the Disney Park Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and welcome to episode number 41. We're creeping up to December now, which is very exciting. I'm one of those people who refuses to do anything remotely Christmas until December. So now that I've finally crossed that threshold almost, you can expect some Christmas content coming very, very soon. Now today I'm going to be talking about something that I kind of did a bit of research on because I was interested in it. I was thinking about some of the attractions I used to love in Disneyland Paris that had disappeared and all the renovations that are going on in the Disney parks at the moment. And I thought it'd be fun to do some research into some of the permanently closed attractions, parades, restaurants that were known and loved through all the parks and maybe some that I didn't even know about that sound really, really cool. So we're going to be talking about 15 things that have permanently closed in Disney parks across the world. But before we do that, we've got, of course, my Disney news bulletin. So let's dive straight into it. So first up, I know a few weeks ago I was talking about how Disneyland Paris was closing for a second time due to COVID. They did hope to open periodically for Christmas so people could still enjoy Christmas offerings, however that has been nixed and they will not be opening at all until at least early February 2021 now some really great news so apparently brightline train line who operate in some of florida at the moment are making a deal with disney to expand their train line with a stop at disney springs this means that disney springs will have its own station with a platform with facilities for passengers and you'll be able to get to Orlando airport on this train but also to Miami. This is very very cool and this could be open by about 2022 so not too far away at all. As a new month is about to break, Disney Plus has released what's coming this month and there's lots of cool things and festive things. One of the top picks for me is Godmothered, which is a brand new film exclusively for Disney Plus, which is about a land where everybody has godmothers. But apparently it seems that godmothers are looking like they're not so necessary anymore. So one godmother goes out to prove that people still need a little bit of magic in their lives. As well as that, you'll be able to see The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. They're releasing Anastasia. I love that film. I'm so happy it's been adopted into the Disney Princess database. Also, we've got series three of Tangled, the animated series, which is funny because it's something that I recently just started watching because I'm a huge Tangled fan. She's my favorite princess and someone recommended it to me. And I actually really like it because you get some interesting insight and backstories, for example, about Pascal, the um, little iguana lizard she has. So if you're interested in that film, I actually recommend this series because not only is it really cute, the animation is beautiful, it's colorful, it's fun, and it's relaxing. I actually like to watch cartoons in French and Spanish to help keep up my linguistic skills because as it's a children's program it's not too complicated but also you get to learn some really interesting and random vocabulary so tip for those who want to keep their languages up to scratch. There's also other films such as Into the Woods, they'll be releasing Soul on Christmas Day as we know and also Mulan is coming out on Friday for free to those who have a Disney Plus subscription so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And lastly, still on the line of Christmassy things, which I hopefully will be playing tomorrow while I decorate my house, Disney has released its holidays playlist. You can hear this on Spotify, on Apple Music, Pandora, etc. Wherever you can hear playlists, I guess. And this is going to feature all kinds of Disney holiday songs, things you might recognize from the theme parks, things from Olaf's Frozen Adventure or whatever that little short film's called all kinds of Christmas Disney music to help you through the festive season. Okay now that we've got the bulletin out of the way let's get into today's content and talk about some attractions, restaurants, shows that once were in Disney but are no more. First up, the Skyway in Disneyland, California. Now this was open from 1956 to 1994 and was essentially a bit like the Skyliner in Walt Disney World today gondolas that went from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland and vice versa. Now these were a fan favourite because they gave guests the chance to have a bird's eye view of two of the most popular lands in the park. Not to mention, when they started to build bigger attractions such as the Matterhorn, they rerouted the ride so people could pass over and through the Matterhorn, providing beautiful scenic views. Now, this ride closed, as I said, in 1994, supposedly because it was dropping in popularity and because so many people riding it was taking a toll on the structure. There was also a Skyway in Walt Disney World, but this also closed five years later in 1999, supposedly, again, because of decline in people wanting to use it, but also because tragically there was an incident with a custodial cast member. The Legend of the Lion King. Now this was a kind of smaller version of the Broadway musical. This was in Disneyland Paris between 2004 and 2009. Now I did watch this as a child, and I thought it was absolutely incredible. They had those wooden masks, they did all the songs, they had puppets, it really was impressive. And as something included in a park ticket, I think it was a great experience, because as I said, it was on the level of a Broadway show. Why this kind of died out, I'm not sure. It might've been because it was expensive or because they wanted to use the stage for other things. But generally speaking, Disneyland Paris had some amazing stage shows, including this, they had Mulan for a while, they did a Pocahontas show, and then as I mentioned in a previous podcast, an amazing Tarzan show. Mickey Mouse Review. Now this one was in Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. It ran from 1971 to 1980. This was a dark ride full of animatronics. It included 30 plus popular Disney characters and they were singing classic Disney songs. Now this one closed to be replaced by Fill Our Magic, which is still around today. And that's that kind of 4D film, similar idea. It's lots of Disney characters singing Disney songs, but it has kind of extra because it's 4D, there's smells, there's water sprayed on you. So it just kind of got updated. Interesting fact though, the Mickey Mouse review, basically the whole ride in animatronics was shipped over to Tokyo Disneyland for their grand opening. However, it is not there anymore the World Showcase double-decker bus in Epcot Walt Disney World. When the World Showcase first opened in 1982, there was a big double-decker bus which passengers could sit in and be dropped off for every single pavilion. Now, this was cool because it saved people some walking, especially if you wanted to go from one end of the World Showcase all the way to the other. But alas, it closed down. And now, if you want to enjoy the whole of the World Showcase, you better get some good walking shoes. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Now this one I know existed in a couple different parks as well, but I'm going to focus on it at Disneyland Paris because that's where I experienced it several times. Now this ride was great. It was a 4D cinematic experience. You'd go inside, wear glasses, and it's based on that classic Disney film where the scientist accidentally shrinks his kids. Now you get to experience what it feels like being the size of a little insect you go outside you get sneezed on by the dog it was such a great fun ride however it closed in 2010 because they brought back a previous show they'd had running which was called Captain EO now this featured Michael Jackson and so they reopened it in 2010 as a tribute to him when he passed away and then once Captain EO closed nothing seemed to return to it and i'm still not even sure if they use that space even today but that was an absolute classic maelstrom 1988 2014 in the Norwegian pavilion in Epcot Walt Disney World this ride has been replaced by frozen ever after and to be honest who doesn't love frozen ever after I do and I'm not even the biggest fan of the film Now the original as you can imagine because it was in the norway pavilion was all about norwegian history you got to see vikings animatronic trolls there was some polar bears and it kind of told you the story of the country and how it came to be and big historical moments now although it has changed its theme obviously to family friendly frozen it does actually have a very similar layout and basically the same ride vehicles Disney Studios backlot tour, Walt Disney World. This was one of the original attractions to open when Hollywood Studios opened and it has been running for a pretty long time before its closure. It was running from 1989 to 2014. This ride did change it up quite often though to reflect new films and to reflect the attractions that were in the park. At one point, a big chunk of this was used for the stunt show. Now, this gave you the opportunity to go behind the scenes and look at how Disney works people would board trams and you'd get to go through various different areas including working sets the costume department and special effect simulations the most popular of these being catastrophe canyon which gave passengers the opportunity to see what it would be like if an oil rigger exploded there was a flood and an earthquake and as you can imagine it was pretty fun they also had this attraction in disneyland paris and recently, this one has also closed. I really enjoyed it. I went on it a few times, but it's making way for a brand new cars themed ride called Route 66 Road Trip. So I'm sure that will also be pretty cool as well. Buzz Lightyear's Pizza Planet, Disneyland, Paris. This was a restaurant inspired by, you guessed it, Toy Story. It was basically a recreation of Pizza Planet from the film, including that huge alien grabber machine right in the center. They had pizza, Mickey Mouse-shaped pizza, my add, pasta, and slushies, and they also had this really fun play area where all the toys were made giant for children to play on, including a Slinky the Dog slide. Now, I loved this restaurant as a kid. It's so my fondest memories but it closed in 2016 because it was deemed not disney worthy now i remember it as being the best thing ever but if i am honest i looked at some more recent pictures and it was looking a little bit tired but i think they should definitely revamp it instead of just closing it forever but the good news is is that in california they recently opened alien pizza planet in tomorrowland which is similar concept with those alien slushies and yummy food and toy story vibes which we all love writers stop hollywood studios This closed in 2016 purely to make space for them to build Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, so we definitely do not regret that decision. That said, it seems like a really cool concept. It was a hybrid coffee shop, quick service location, and a bookstore where you could sit and relax and eat and read. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Now this one to me sounds incredible and I'm so mad that they closed it because I would have loved to have gone on this. This ran from 1971 to 1994 in Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. So this was basically a submarine voyage. Passengers would board a submarine, they would go into the lagoon where they would see sea life, there would be mermaid animatronics, there were animatronic divers decked out in that good heavy deep sea dive wear. But you'd also go through different scenes, including passing through a waterfall, seeing the ruins of Atlantis, a shipwreck, the depths of the sea where you would catch weird creatures wandering around. But then you'd finally be thrust into a fight scene when you were attacked by a giant Squid. Now I think this sounds so much fun. It's a 20 minute attraction. So basically we're probably all thinking well why the heck did they close this? Basically it was very very expensive to run. It was also not very efficient with loading passengers because of the length of it and difficult to maintain. So eventually they erased this and it is actually now where the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is at the moment. you could fly. This was an attraction in Walt Disney World. It was an Omnimover style attraction and it was sponsored by Eastern Airlines and they invested 10 million dollars into this attraction at the time. It even had its very own theme song. It was kind of The idea of simulating an aeroplane ride, they had kind of some effects and fans, but the main thing was you'd get to see screens with different destinations you could go to, hence the sponsorship with the airline. Now this one ran from 1972 to 1989 when it was taken over by Delta. Delta sponsored the ride and it became the Delta Dream Flight. So it had a similar concept, it was kind of, demonstrating the places you could go with Delta, but they obviously upgraded it a bit. They had the entrance feel like an airport terminal. There was an actual real cockpit from one of their planes. There was a brief kind of history of aviation and how an aeroplane worked. And at the end, you'd get to see screens full of beautiful destinations where you could fly to with Delta. The Delta version also closed. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it is now where Buzz Lightyear's Ranger Spin laser game is. So interesting kind of turnaround. Flying Saucers These were in Disneyland, California, and they were only open from 1961 to 1966, so kind of a short shelf life for an attraction. Now, the only way I can explain this is like it was a giant air hockey table. You know that game you can play in arcades where there's kind of air on the table and you hit that hockey puck backwards and forwards? Yeah, basically like that. So it was a huge air table and the vehicles were kind of round hence the name flying saucers and you'd have that feeling of slightly hovering off the ground because of the air below now the way you moved these vehicles was with weight needless to say if you were heavier like an adult instead of a child it was a lot easier to move so this sounds pretty fun right so why did it close so soon it was expensive to run and it was hard to maintain because of the I guess those factors, weight was how it would move and sometimes there'd be issues with the table so air would come up in one place and not the other place. And it was just kind of unstable. So needless to say that disappeared relatively quickly although it does sound pretty fun to be on a human sized hockey table. Aladdin's Oasis. This was a dinner show in Disneyland, inspired by, you guessed it, Aladdin. And it ran primarily from 1993 to 1995. It was a stage show that featured Genie, Aladdin, Jasmine, and well-known and well-loved scenes and songs from the film. Now, it was also a dinner show, as I mentioned, with lots of food, Middle Eastern food, and Americanized Middle Eastern food to match up with the film's culture. Now, as I said, it ran primarily to 1995, but it reopened in 97 and ran to 2008, but it wasn't quite what it was before. They kind of used it for a variety of different things and seasonal things. At one point they used it for an Indiana Jones style event. They also used it seasonally for meet and greets with characters, and eventually it just kind of faded away, I guess. The World According to Goofy Parade. Now this one sounds really funny and it was only very short-lived. It was from five months in 1992 to celebrate the 60th birthday of our beloved Goofy. And this was in Disneyland, California. So it's pretty self-explanatory from the title of the parade but it was basically a series of floats that explained the history of the world according to goofy there were huge animatronics that had goofy like faces so think of a dinosaur with goofy's head and it was just really interesting i have to say i couldn't picture it until i looked it up on youtube and there is a video so i'm going to link it in the description so you can kind of get your head around this idea too but he kind of has like i said um dinosaurs and there's like an egyptian float a roman float and then there's this huge random goofy headed party bus um There's some president stuff. It's just really quite bizarre, but I love Goofy, so I love that they did this for him and check it out on YouTube. A Bug's Land. So this one, as you can imagine, was inspired by A Bug's Life, that wonderful Disney Pixar film that made insects and bugs seem a little bit less icky, I guess. So this was in disneyland california adventure and it was made up of three separate attractions the bountiful valley farm which was open from 2001 to 2010 which was a play area it had educational sections explaining california's agriculture they also had that tough to be a bug film which is an animal kingdom in walt disney world still to this day and they also had flicks fun fair of course by the title character that ant so in Flick's funfair, there were a few different rides that were primarily aimed at young children, I would say. There was Heimlich's Choo train, and there were these little matchstick and leaf-made hot air balloons, and they had kind of ladybird-shaped vehicles and things like that. But both of those two rides closed in 2018 to make way for that Avengers campus, which we're all waiting for. I know it's been delayed, but hopefully it'll be in full force when they're allowed to open again and then the bountiful valley farm that was made into mater's junkyard jamboree which is part of cars land so that was erased way sooner than the other two attractions but i'm kind of sad i would have loved to have immersed myself in that bug's life's land but i guess it was not meant to be but i'm sure avengers will be awesome I hope you enjoyed a little blast from the past hearing about some of these attractions that no longer exist any of you remember any of those or which one would you love for them to bring back or to never have closed now let's wrap up with my disney fact of the day So here's a fun one for you. Supposedly the names of some of the main characters in the film Frozen are a nod to the original author of the story that the film is based on, Hans Christian Andersen. So let's put it together. Hans Kristofana Sven. Hans Kristofana Sven. I mean, it's not perfect, but we're gonna go with it. I think that's pretty cool. wraps up episode 41 of the disney parks wanderer thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it make sure to leave me a review or rating if you want to do me a solid favor and you love the pod so next week as i said hopefully you can start rolling out some christmas content hopefully you'll really enjoy that i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week despite the fact it's getting cold well where i am anyway i don't know where you are And I'll be back next Monday with more Disney Park content. Until then, stay curious.